I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to
and attend my cry.
the church say amen. From the book of Exodus. <clears throat> the book of Exodus. <clears throat> Chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32 you would do well to read that entire story but for preaching purposes this morning I would like to lift out verse 26 Exodus 32, 26. <clears throat> These are the words you find there. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. The sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. Moses stood in the gate of the camp, raised the question, Who is on the Lord's side? And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to raise that same question, Who? is on the Lord's side. My brothers and my sisters, this is a strange day that we live in right now. <clears throat> strange day of alternative truths and outright lies. Today, when there is an all-out assault on the poor and the disadvantaged. <clears throat> Today, where even something as simple as wearing a mask, socially distancing for the sake of keeping yourself and your neighbors alive is a ground for another battle. Today where money rules and the rich never have enough and the poor seem to always have too much. Today when the people's representatives continue to vote raises for themselves but vote down any raise and pay for the very people who they represent. It's a day when we find ourselves refighting battles that we thought were fought and won years ago, like voting rights and civil rights and equal protection under the law. It's a strange day. But it gets even more strange 
when you find out that many, if not most, of the dastardly acts that are being perpetrated are being perpetrated by folk who claim to be God-loving and God-fearing people. Are y'all hearing this? People who read the same Bible we read, people who profess to pray to the same God that we all pray to and confess the same Christ that we confess. Yet, their actions appear to be in direct opposition to God's word and the teachings of Jesus. As I watch this seemingly getting worse, as I watch this situation seemingly getting worse instead of getting better, it brings me to the question that Moses raises here in this text. Who is on the Lord's side? Here's a question, my brothers and my sisters, that is asked by Moses, the God-appointed leader of Israel, who has, with God's help, he has secured the rescue from Egyptian bondage who with God's help has fed these people in the wilderness when they were worried about starving to death. The, the, he, yeah, he, he, he is the one that God who has performed miracles and bringing forth water out of a rock to make sure that these folk did not die of thirst. The same God who kept them safe in their travels through the dangers and of the wilderness, the same God who is even keeping their clothes and their shoes from wearing out. But in spite of all God has done, Moses had to stand and ask the question, who is on the Lord's side? <clears throat> All of them had been delivered from bondage. All of them had been cared for by God. All of them had seen him working in the power of his might. Yet it was necessary for Moses to ask the question, who is on the Lord's side? Your presence says that you are, you, that your, your presence says that you are, but your action says that you are not. So I have to ask, who is on the Lord's side? Come to the story. You find <clears throat> that God has delivered his people from bondage. After 430 years of enslavement, they are now free. And they are being led by God to a land that he has promised their forefathers. As they travel, as they travel through the wilderness, God continues to reveal himself in power. He continues to reveal himself in authority. And now... Moses has departed. He's leaving the people at the foot of Mount Sinai and he 
is ascending to the top of a mountain. Look at it now. Get the picture. Leaving the people at the bottom of the mountain, he is ascending to the top of the mountain to receive the tablets of the law written by the finger of God himself. Look at this. Leaves them for a moment. He's led them all of these years, and now he has to go up to talk with God about them. And, and, and so he heads up, leaves them there, he goes up to receive the law. He leads the people yeah, in the charge of his brother Aaron. It takes only Joshua with him. Somewhere along the side of the mountain, he leaves Joshua along the side of the mountain. He goes on to the top to talk to God. Problem arises. And the problem that arises arises when his meeting with God went on longer than he expected. Y'all hear me? How many of y'all know you can't hurry God? Yeah, he, he, he's up on the mountain and, and it really is there longer than he was expecting. Moses uh, did receive the law from God, yeah, written by the finger of God, but he was on top of that mountain for 40 days. And while he's up there waiting on God, the folk got restless. Y'all following me? He's up there waiting on God. He's up there on their behalf waiting on God. And the folk get restless. And in their restlessness, they decide that we're going to take matters in our own hand. Chapter 32 begins with the people complaining to Aaron who Moses left in charge. They complained to Aaron and said, Moses now has been gone for a long time. Are y'all hearing me? Moses has been gone for a long time and, 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 and since he's been gone for so long, we really don't believe he's coming back. And what we need you to do is we need you to make us a God to lead us out here in this wilderness. We need you to make, and, and, and here is a strange thing to me about Aaron. Read it. No resistance at all. No, not, not a bit of resistance. He merely told them, I tell you what, take off your earrings. Break off your earrings, your gold earrings, and bring them to me. Verse 4 says that he fashioned it. He put it in the fire and he fashioned it. That's what the verse 4 says. That he took it, he fashioned it into a calf and proclaimed a feast. He says, uh, here is the idol and we're going to have a feast in the morning. Y'all hearing this? Moses now has received the law. God has spoken God has written with his own finger the law on tables of stone. It's going now. He's got it. He's on his way down. And, and, and well, actually, he got, God spoke to him before he left about the people. God said to him in verse 7, he said, Now, Moses, you need to get down there. 
you, you need to get down from this mountain because your people have corrupted themselves. Moses, you need to get on back because your people have corrupted themselves. He says to Moses, I, I know, I, I, I know I've made a promise and I, 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 I'm going to use you to keep that promise. I'm going to make sure I'll use you to make this nation great. But these folk right here, he said, I, I'm going to destroy these folk. This is what God says. God says, these folk right here, they, they are missed. I, I, I will destroy. But look here at what Moses does in verse 11. Moses intercedes for the people. They wrong, but, but the pastor's on the mountain interceding for them. Y'all hear me? They, they are wrong. It's all get up. But thank God for Moses. He intercedes. He, he's, somebody ought to thank God for intercessors. Yeah, somebody that will plead with God on your behalf. I wonder if there's anybody else in the house besides me who knows that you are here because somebody prayed. I, I wonder if there's anybody that realizes that the only way I made it Somebody interceded. Somebody got between me and God. Moses intercedes for the people on behalf of the people. Listen to Moses interceding in verse 7. He says, Lord, and first of all, look at what he does. <laughs> in verse 7, the Lord says, these are your people. But in verse 11, he straightens that thing out. He said, no, these are your people. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Lord, just a few verses ago, said, the, your people are messing up. And he straightened it out in verse 11 and said, no, they're not mine. <laughs> these are your people. He clears the air. These are your people. And he says to God, he says, what would it look like, God? What would it look like to the Egyptians if if now you destroy these people, they would say that their God delivered them from us just to take them out in the mountains and destroy them. What would it look like? Then he reminded him of his promise to their fathers. He had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, he had promised them that, that, yeah, yeah, that you were going to bless these folk. He says, uh, you can't go back on your promise. He's interceding for the folk. That's why you need to know the promises of God. That's all he did. He just reminded God of what he said. Y'all hear me? You need to understand. You need to know the promises of God so that when you get on your knees, you ain't got to be sitting around wondering, trying to figure out what to say. You just talk to God about what he said. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he, he began to tell God, talk to God about his promises. This is what you said. And because Moses interceded, <clears throat> verse 14 says that the Lord, it's a strange sound, but he said the Lord repented. That merely means that the Lord changed his mind. He changed his mind and he changed his plan. For the destruction of the people. So Moses and Joshua, 
they go down the mountain. He sees with his own eyes. He's on his way down the mountain and on the way down, <laughs> Joshua picks up on something. Joshua says there's a strange noise in the camp. There's a, there's a strange noise in the camp. It ain't war and it ain't praise. I, I, it, it's sort of a strange noise in, in the camp. My brothers and sisters, I, I believe that you and I are living in a day when there is a strange noise in, in the camp. There's a strange noise. It used to be clear cut, Christ and him crucified. But now when you listen to the camp, you can hear some of anything. There's a strange noise. Strange noise in Moses and Joshua go down the mountain and he sees with his own eyes what is going on. The people are dancing around this golden calf. The Bible says that Moses, his anger waxed hot and he threw down the stones with the law on them. Threw them down and broke them. The, 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 the laws that God had written with his own finger, he threw them down and destroyed them. Not so much because he was mad, but the folk did not deserve the law right at that point. Are y'all hearing me? He destroyed this calf. He destroyed the, the, the law. He, he broke that. Then he destroyed the golden calf. Had him to crush it up and put it in the water. And he chastised Aaron. Aaron, just a moment ago, who fashioned that thing, acted like he didn't know nothing about it. Say, we got this gold and threw it in the fire and it came out of cash. <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Here's where I want to get to. Moses after chastising Aaron, went to the gate of the camp. You got to understand the gate of the camp. The gate of the camp is the place of judgment. At the gate of the camp, at the opening, the gate of the camp, that's where the banner of God is on display all the time. He's right there in the gate of the camp. He stood there in the gate of the camp under the banner of God and asked this question. Who is on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side? Let him come to where I am. Who is on the Lord's side? Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. There. He goes to the gate of the camp, speaks back, yells back at the people. Who is on the the Lord's side. Now here is the situation. Moses is here in the camp. You're down there at the party. Ain't nowhere between. <laughs> Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. Either you're over there or you're over here. Can't get in the middle there somewhere and say, well, no, no, no. You come to me, those who, there's got to be a distinction. 
between those who are on the Lord's side and those who are not. Either you are with the Lord or you are not with the Lord. And he and so he makes this challenge and he challenges them. And as I go to a close, I believe that it's a question that needs to be raised again and again. Matter of fact, I believe it's a question that needs to be raised even now because I see history almost repeating itself. Jesus, Jesus left over 2,000 years ago with a promise that he is coming back and I see folk getting restless. Y'all ain't hearing me. I see folk getting restless. Folk who have been blessed. Folk who have been protected. Folk who have been provided for. Folk who say they love him, but they're getting restless. Yet, when I watch their actions, they say they love him, but when I watch their actions and who and what they worship, I have to wonder who is really on the Lord's side. When you come to a point, when you come to a point where you can't, when you can take a stand against everything that Jesus stood for, I got to wonder whose side you're on. I have to wonder whose side you're really on. When you can mistreat the foreigner that Jesus commanded you to show love to, I got to wonder whose side you're on. And you can take a proud stand against relief of the poor and the needy. I got to wonder whose side are you on. When you can vote against raising the pay of the very folk who are paying, your for, paying for your raises, I got to wonder. Whose side are you on when in 2021 you can watch a golden image being built? Are y'all hearing me? You can watch a golden image being built for people to worship and not express one word of concern about that. I got to wonder whose side. Y'all ain't hearing me. I got to wonder whose side you're on. I'm not in a position to judge who is with the Lord and who is not with the Lord. But I can tell you this is time to choose sides. Are y'all hearing me? I ain't in a position. I, I, I can't figure it out. I'm not the one who says who is where. But I can tell you this. It's time to choose a side. I love the way I, I, I love the way Joshua said it. I love the way Joshua said it. Joshua, yeah, in twenty, in Joshua twenty-four said it like this. He says, "Choose you this day." Oh, y'all remember that? Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But I like the way he ended that statement. He says, "As for me and my house." Oh, when it all boils down, that's really all I got a little control over. Here's a, me and my As for me and my house, we will serve. Serve the Lord. That's, that's me right there. That's me right there. As for me and my house, the choice has already 
Somebody ought to help me here. I say, as for me and my house, the choice has already been made. Some folk had rather have houses and land. Some folk choose silver and gold. These things they treasure and they forget about their souls. But as for me, I've decided. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Yes, if you make him your choice, the road gets rough. And sometimes the going gets tough. And the hills are hard to climb. But I started out a long time ago. And there is no doubt in my mind. I decided to make Jesus my choice. Yes. I choose him because he chose me. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say I chose him because he chose me. Somebody might ask, when did he choose you? Well, uh, let me show it to you. For God so loved the world. Are y'all hearing me? God so loved the world that he gave his only, yes, begotten son. Watch this, that whosoever, y'all ain't hearing me. And when he said whosoever, he included me. I wonder if I got a witness here that when he said whosoever, he included me. He included me, yes, because I believe that he gave his son to die in my place. He included me because I believe that he suffered and he bled and he died just for me. He included me because I believe he was buried in a borrowed tomb just for me. He included me because I believe with all of my, yeah, all of my being that early Sunday morning he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. Yes, I am on his side. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? And the reason I stand with him is because I need him to stand with me. One of I got a witness here. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship out on the sea, 
Lord, you rule the winds and waters. Stand by me in the midst of my faults and my failures. Stand by me in the midst of my faults and my failures. Stand by me when I've done the best I can and my friend don't understand. Lord, you know all about me. Stand by me. Yes, when I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When my life becomes a burden and I'm nearing Chili Jordan, thou lily of the valley, stand by me. Yes, yes. I'll stand for him. I'll stand for him because I need him to stand with me. I don't know about anybody else. Let's talk about me. I've decided that Jesus is my choice. I've decided to make him, to make Jesus some folk. Rather, of houses and land, some folk, yes. Some folk choose silver. Yeah, yeah, yes. And gold. Yes. Ooh, ooh. These things, they treasure and they forget about. Their souls, but I've decided to make Jesus, yeah, my choice. Y'all come on here, some folk, come on, some folk. Would rather have houses and land. Some folk, yeah, yes, to silver and Yeah, I 
ask you this morning. This is such the right time to ask him into your heart. God has been so good to us. It seemed like we in an ongoing pandemic, but God is faithful. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus, keep me near the cross.
Bless God in his house. Give God praise in his house. Thank God once again for our coming together. Thank God for keeping us to come together yet another, another week. Uh, let me just share information with you uh, on Every Saturday at 10 a.m., every Saturday at 10 a.m., uh, that is Grief Share. Uh, it's a Zoom program, uh, Grief Share. Uh, you can contact the church office and get information about that Zoom uh, program. Uh, those right now, those who are struggling, those who are going through periods of grief, it's a wonder wonderful opportunity uh, to be ministered to, and you would be surprised at how much you can help to minister to others uh, in this Grief Share program. So that's every Saturday, 10 o'clock, uh, uh, via Zoom. Uh, our youth and our child of the month, uh, this is that Sunday that we announced them, and today uh, let me announce our youth of the month is Kyla Isaac. Kyla, amen. We thank God. For, amen. Y'all bless the Lord for Kyla. Kyla Isaac, we thank her for her example. Thank God for her faithfulness to God and her continued, continued faithfulness. And uh, we have some things that we'll be getting to Kyla, and we thank God for her. Our child of the month is Ava, Ava Dior. Ava. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord for Ava. Amen. We thank God. We thank God for little Ava. Thank God for her example. Thank God for just who she is. Uh, Ava, 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 she has uh, adopted me as her grandpa. I don't know when it happened, but all at once I'm papa now. <laughs> and we thank God for Ava. Thank you for your wonderful, thank you for your wonderful example to all of the young people here. Uh, let me just share so that we as a church family can be in prayer. Uh, this week we have three services. Uh, uh, service for uh, Brother Marcus Eason. Marcus Eason is the son of uh, Reverend Julius and uh, Sister Betty Eason. Uh, that service will be held here. Uh, I believe it's on Thursday. Uh, we will have on Friday. The service will be held here on Friday. Uh, on uh, Tuesday, uh, Mother Gwen Walker, who is the mother of Tamara Thomas, who is the mother of Sister Tamara Thomas, uh, and the mother-in-law of Brother Charles, Deacon Charles Thomas, 
uh, will be funeralized at Levitt's Funeral Home on 124. That's at, that's at 11 o'clock on Tuesday. Uh, so we're asking that all who can will just give a call. Give a call and let's be supportive of Sister Tamara and her uh, family, her her father, her uh, the entire family. Just, just be as supportive as we can in that situation. On, on Saturday, we will hold service for Brother uh, James Thornton. Brother James Thornton, a powerful worker here in this church, a powerful teacher here in this church, but now he's resting with the Lord. And we want to come and we want to share. That service will be here uh, as we have been doing on the outside uh, up top. So those who can, let's come and be supportive uh, of Tara and uh, the rest of that family. Um, uh, let me also remind us of the word for today, the Salem, the word for the day uh, is available in the church office. And as always, you can stop by the office, pick up as many as you want, make whatever donation you can, but just make sure you get more than one so that you can share with your friends and your neighbors. Again, may God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. Thank you for everybody for making all of this this uh, this possible. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting something, but at least I remember I forgot it. <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, God be with you till we meet again. Sister Miles, Reverend Miles, so good to see you back. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord. God be with you till we meet again.
there are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church PO Box 817 Lilburn Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.